Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Incredible Adventures in Marketing. My name is Liam Carter and as always, I'm joined by my pal Phil Bretherton. Phil, how are you going? Nice, Bat. How do? This is the show where we talk about stuff that's happened to us in the marketing world and our day-to-day lives as we kind of... Uh, you know, try and get by in this uh, advertising media marketing uh, landscape. And uh, we kind of discuss things that have happened to us and what's going on. And uh, yeah, this think- time we're going to be talking about WordPress, Phil. Yeah, absolutely. I think some of our best episodes are actually when we share what's happened in the week. No names. <laughs> yeah, no, no, <laughs> never no names ever. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think um, it, it was well overdue this episode as well because, uh, well, I know you really don't like WordPress. I mean, I'm a little bit, you know. You can go either way with it. Eh? I can see the technology's there, but you're one of the people that really don't like it. And I've got other clients as well that really just passionately hate WordPress. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I thought, you know, with what happened last week with the security issues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, all right, let's, let's start from the beginning. Just so everybody's on the same page, what, are we, what is WordPress? It's a content management system. It's a framework, really, for developing websites and and editing websites. I would say it's those two key components. Uh, so a lot of people they'll uh, they'll jump onto WordPress, which is free. They'll download a template, they'll install the template, and then they'll edit the content for that template. And hey, presto, magic! You've web- got a website. Yeah, you got a website. And so, just just uh, how many people at a at a guess, or how many? What percentage of the market does WordPress have? Would you say? Um, last time I checked, it was forty percent, but I believe it's up to, up to fifty percent now of, okay. of all websites on the internet are WordPress, which is a hell of a lot it's considering a lot. there's a billion websites on the internet. There's more pages, but there's there's like a billion websites on the internet now. And I guess with the with the um, kind of rise of the kind of your Wix and your uh, Squarespace type of uh, platforms that maybe cuts into the market a little bit, but still WordPress is, is massive. It's the giant. It is the giant, yeah. They say as well that only about 300 million of those websites are actually still live. You know, a lot of them have been turned off and active, but it's still a hell of a lot. So you're still looking at easy 150 million WordPress websites. And there ain't that many WordPress templates, that's for sure. So there's a lot of WordPress, <laughs> there's a lot of websites that look the same. Right. Okay. And that's, that's probably one of the biggest problems with WordPress is you can always tell because it just looks the same. It's just got that standard, what we was discussing last week, that banner at the top and those three call to actions and, you know, and it's becoming a little bit uh, mediocre. It's becoming so normal and so plain that, you know, you know the, all websites are just blending into one. So I guess the way it looks, it's not cutting through to people anymore. That's one of the problems, but that's not the problem that we encountered uh, recently, is it, Phil? No, I mean, one of the, the biggest problems with WordPress is its, uh, its security, really. is so vulnerable. Be- being the biggest platform, you know, there's, it's, uh, it's just ripe for hackers. If you're going th- to work out which one you're going to hack, you pick out the biggest one, don't Absolutely, you? Absolutely, yeah. the most chance of being the one you can... It's just like Microsoft and Windows, you know. There's so many viruses on there because it's, it's just used by everybody. So WordPress is the same. So yeah, we had, we were running advertisements because that's sometimes what we get paid to do, run ads for a business. And then I logged on to Google ads and got a message, which was, you know, we can't um, deliver these ads because we're essentially delivering them to a virus, uh, which was, and the virus was people would go to that website and the very first time they visited that website would redirect them to a, a completely different website. And it would then ask the user to click on a button and clicking on that button would then install a virus. So we, we was inadvertently driving a lot of people towards this 
disaster through ads. Mm. And um, luckily, Google AdWords picked it up. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I actually checked it out myself and I went to some kind of spammy site, and, you know, and most people, when they see these kind of sites, they'll just close them. But, uh, yeah. you know, there is always a percentage of people who might enter their credit card details or something of who that knows? nature. And yeah, uh, yeah when, that's when good times turn bad. Yeah. So, you know, and that was, and that's, that's through WordPress. I mean, I remember last year, the number one slider, which is a plugin, which does slideshows for WordPress, which was called the revolution slider mm-hmm. got hacked. And that just left a lot of people in a really sticky so, situation. So they basically got in, they hacked into the website based uh, through the, through the, the, plugin. the homepage kind of, uh, it was through the plugin, which was something you install in, in WordPress okay. in the back end, And that allows you to create slideshows. Now, the thing with WordPress is everybody who has a WordPress website, they just naturally think it's just been built by WordPress, but all of the plugins are actually built by various individual companies of different sizes of different skills. So when you kind of piece together a website using WordPress plugins, you really are piecing together Mishmash. It's a bit of a Frankenstein, really. Yeah, it it absolutely is. It's just a mess of you know of some people who write you know really you know like the WooCommerce, for instance. Those ones, those giant ones, they're really well written. But then you get a lot of other smaller one plugins, which are just uh, you know been written by people who don't know what they're doing and don't know security. And the Revolution Slider, which was the most popular slider at the time. Uh, which was huge, you would have thought that they would have known what they were doing, but lo and behold, no, they didn't. So, and there were some big websites that were uh, using that as well, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. There was, like, there was a lot of government websites that were using it and, that, and were getting hacked and getting you know, details of the members and things like that of, of those websites downloaded. And so it was, really, uh, it was really dodgy for a while. And so um, you know, we don't build WordPress websites. One of the reasons is because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's unsecure. So, mm-hmm. you know, we don't want to put ourselves in that situation. We don't want to have a lawsuit every week. So what, are, you know, so just expanding on the whole security thing, what, are, firstly, what are some of the things people can do, um, to make their, their website more secure? And what are some of the things that can happen if your website isn't secure? Uh, Apart from the viruses that we're well, I mean, talking about. Really with WordPress, I mean, you've got to, uh, you've got to make sure that you keep it updated regularly because when, when WordPress and co find, uh, a hole, they do patch it up. But of course, if you're not following WordPress, if you're not keeping up with the, up to date with the updates, you, uh, you, you're going to be leaving yourself vulnerable. So the, really what you need to make sure is that you keep your WordPress website updated. And the problem with that is updates, you know, have a tendency to break things. If you've got a custom plugin or a plugin from somebody else and it was developed for a previous version of WordPress and you update WordPress, well, then there's a high chance that it will break. And so it's because the, it's been made by anyone from a hobbyist through to a big company and they don't yeah. all talk to each other, I guess, yeah? That, that and, uh, and yeah, it was developed for WordPress at the time, not the WordPress, which is the new version or, or the new updated version. Uh, and I think uh, people who have WordPress websites are aware of this, and so they're reluctant to update their websites. So it makes a lot of sense, you know, you know if every time you update your WordPress there's web, uh, site, there's a chance of it breaking, well, then... You don't want to do that, but you really, for security's sake, you should. So that's the first thing that you can do is to update it. And um, what was the other question? It was well, what, what can happen? I mean, obviously, you can get a virus. Yeah. Well, anything can happen really because you can. Um, it, 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 once you've got, once you've hacked in, you can upload files. And those files can do anything. They can redirect your website to another website. They can capture your keystrokes, for instance. Is another thing they can do, which is really potentially dangerous. You know, they can redirect you to something that looks like PayPal, but it isn't PayPal, and then capture your keystrokes, for instance, and things like that. 
Uh, they, you know, they can capture your email address. They can download cookies to your website. They can do anything, anything a regular and legitimate website can do. Once it's been hacked, it can be used to, you know, do no good, really. So, yeah, security was a, is a big thing with WordPress. Um, and it's funny, actually, because we've got this list here of things we're going to discuss. We just jump straight down to security. Oh, we went right. Sorry, I just got <laughs> ahead of myself again. Yeah. Well, that's because you're passionate about WordPress, <laughs> your hatred for it. <laughs> um, but I've yeah. only got love for the people out there, you know, even if you do like WordPress. Um, I mean, it's interesting, actually, because one of the, the first thing I've got on there is why do people go to WordPress? I mean, it's just, I think it's just been marketed so well, but also it's a platform that allows people who aren't, really developers you don't have those skills to build websites 100 percent. i mean the first website that i ever built was a was a wordpress one just because it, you know it was free and it it's easy. seemed easy to use yeah, and- download it plug and play it's mm-hmm. yeah you just don't know what you're doing and and uh, because of that the people who build those websites advocate for those websites and so that's kind of filtered down to the regular business burn and then to the hobbyist etc and it's just grown it's grown so at no point does is there any real legitimate reason why you should pick WordPress over Joomla or Drupal or any other one, Squarespace, anything really. Um, it's just that, you know, so many developers use WordPress that it's almost been forced into people's perceptions and ideas that they should also be using WordPress. Do, just as a, as a web developer, what do you think about these kind of uh, online platforms for you know, your Squarespace and your, uh, you know, the, your ones like that. How do you, what do you think about those? Um, I don't mind them. Obviously, Squarespace is the, is the number one. Mm-hmm. Um, it, again, Big you, podcast advertiser as well. You, uh, <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> um, you, the websites, again, uh, start to look a bit samey. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those editors. I mean, this is a note I've written down further down. It's another drag and drop editor, you know, and you can, you can slightly adjust margins and things like that. But, of course, whenever you're doing that, you're doing that in your desktop view. All of these editors, when you look them on YouTube and you see how they're to use them, they're always showing you how to build a website from a desktop view. But nowadays, 60% of website visits happen on a mobile phone. So those, so what you're doing on a desktop, really, it's only accounting for a, a smaller and smaller fraction of your visitors. So they look impressive, but when you're carefully spacing things out on desktop view, you've got to ask yourself, what is it going to look like when it gets condensed to a mobile view? Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm not really a big fan of those drag and drop editors because when I'm coding a website, every block or every box, for instance, I have to, I have to consider how it's going to look on a desktop, on a tablet, on a mobile phone. Uh, and I have to uh, continuously play around with all of you. So I have to switch between all of those views, platform, you know, um, um, iPad, iPhone, um, Mac, desktop, laptop. I have to keep switching around those to make sure that the website still kind of holds together and, and stays looking good. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're doing it through yourself, through uh, um, Squarespace, you know, if, unless you're a really a professional, that's not something that's going to occur to you. You're just going to assume that it's just going to all piece together and look and look good. And often it doesn't. I mean, I've seen a lot of websites built by com- our competitors, and I've looked at them on, like, say an iPad Pro, which has got a really odd uh, resolution, but it's still, uh, you know, a very popular tablet. And they've, they've, those websites have fallen apart. And that's by professionals. So to actually hand over all of that just to an amateur to do it themselves, 
I just don't think it's the right the right choice. These are the considerations when uh, you know you can either build it yourself or get a pro to help you out yeah. to, to do this kind of stuff. You know, you don't learn all these things overnight. That comes with experience and uh, yeah, it takes a lot of time to pick up this kind of stuff. And I, I don't really, I mean, unless you're a startup who's like really cash strapped and you just want to kind of test the market and get expressions of interest, th- that's the only time I would say build your own website. When it comes to actually converting visitors into sales or customers or calls or getting any kind of engagement from your website, absolutely, I think you should go professional because you want a website that doesn't look like everything else. It looks new. So it's got that immediate wow factor. So as soon as you come and land on the website, you're immediately blown away. And that's what really hooks you in. Without that hook, everything else is pointless. All of the about us pages and team pages and all that stuff, which we spoke about last week, all of that's nonsense and should just be completely ignored, really. What you should focus on is a really impressive design, one which is unique and has that kind of, like I said, hooks you in right from the start. Um, it's funny, actually, we we talk about WordPress, <laughs> giving it a bit of a hammering, um, but there's a lot of WordPress followers out there which are quite, it's quite religious. It's like, are we going to get some hate from this podcast? We might. Okay. You know, there's okay. a lot of like Mac. It's like Mac followers, aren't mm-hmm. they? You know, they would be people who love WordPress. You, you, you criticize WordPress on any kind of forum. That's it. You're going to get you, you get attacked. Mm. And uh, I've, and I know because I've done it myself for fun. Sometimes been a bit devil's advocate, you know. <laughs> I think you know? it's called trolling, isn't there, Phil? Or it might be. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But you know, it is the internet. Everyone trolls every sure. now and again. Sure. And another thing which I really don't like about WordPress, and again, it's because I'm a developer, is I can look under the hood. It's like I'm a mechanic, really. I can look under the hood and I can see. Well, it's not WordPress's fault. They weren't. You know, they. It, they didn't intend for you to have a, a website which is just complete mess of code, of uh, plugins and millions of style sheets and images and you know loads of things just all being requested at once. And you can only on the internet your website can only pull a maximum of eight things at one time, eight resources, images, style sheets, JavaScript files, only eight at once. So when you see these WordPress websites and they have literally 60, 70, 80 resources all being requested at once it's no reason there's no why wordpress websites are often really slow because they have to go through all of those requests before they can even just show the website and that's the other thing isn't it you know when people get to the website if it's taking forever to upload it or to, to load up etc that's one of the things that a professional web developer can help you with and make it nice and light nice and clean yeah. you know if you're doing it yourself and using massive images plugins the website. if you're just installing things that you like without any kind of consideration mm-hmm. as to how intensive they are on your resources um, yeah, you just end up with a really slow if website. You don't need to get rid of it, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and the other thing as well is with plugins, not a lot. They don't often match your theme, so you you know you have all of these little kind of parts of your website which looks odd and doesn't look like it's part of your website, and so they look like, as you said, like some kind of Frankenstein's monster. Um, and 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 it's not WordPress's fault because this is why I said I don't particularly hate WordPress. It's just that this is how, this is the reality of the situation. 99% at least of all WordPress websites are a mess of code, junk, plugins, security holes. It's not WordPress. It's it's just how it's been executed. It's the reality of the situation. And that's, that's why, you know, we don't want to part of that. We don't want to be part of that nonsense. Funny enough, I was watching a a YouTube video the other day and it was an ad, an ad came up for this uh, company called Duda. And they've got this platform called Duda One. And uh, I've always been a bit like careful about, you know, criticizing WordPress. But they, these guys who are, um, built their own platform 
really hammer WordPress. I mean, they, they go in with the ad and they say like using WordPress is like carving a chicken with a hacksaw <laughs> or blowing, <laughs> blow drying your hair with a leaf blow, blower. Are um, we edging to get these guys as a sponsor or something? Is that how we're working? <laughs> no, it's just that, um, you know, it's just that I, I've, I've always been a bit reluctant to just go helpful ever at WordPress. But I'm starting to think that, you know, we should be using it, you know, from our own marketing perspective, we should be using that as a strength, really. You know, we should be saying how we are offering a WordPress alternative. Uh, and often, I mean, often our clients don't care because because they come to us, they want us to just upload the content, build the website. They just want something that works, which is great for us. But occasionally they do ask us, is it WordPress? And, you know, I would say over the five, six, seven years we've been working today, together, we've probably only lost like three clients because they've wanted WordPress, That's, really. Yeah, yeah. And to be perfectly honest, when I talk to clients, it's actually something that they don't think about too much for the most part. Yeah. But when I, when I say, hey, you know, WordPress, you know, that's the kind of garden variety uh, content management system and it can be hacked. Although just about anything can be hacked. Yeah. Um, but some things are more easy to hack than others, I guess. Um, and often I'll say, you know, well, you know, that's, that's a consideration, security, uh, when we're talking about a website, and of course we don't do WordPress sites, but uh, yeah, it's uh, certainly something to bring to the attention of clients. Not hating on WordPress, but just uh, you know, yeah. just we live in the real world. Yeah, and that's just it, really. It's you know, it's a lot of this isn't really WordPress's fault. It's just the fact that it's been poorly executed by you know a lot of amateurs. It's opened the gateway for people with lower skills to use uh, to build websites, and that has created this problem. And this problem is prolific. Um, and funny enough. The WordPress themselves, probably their biggest weakness has always been that they haven't had any kind of visual editor. So when you spoke about Squarespace earlier, that's a visual editor. You can drag and drop blocks. You can What you see is what you get. You know, you can design it and how you design it in the editor is how it looks in real on the website itself. WordPress has never had that a facility. They've always just had that kind of, you can punch in text into a column and then how it looks on the template itself is often completely different even to the, to the point where it can be a completely different font, uh, which makes it quite difficult for hanging paragraphs and things like that. But now they've now come out with this new update called the uh, Gutenberg plugin. And uh, they've uh, released it a couple of months ago and it's in beta and already people hate it. And it's really interesting because it's almost like everybody who uses WordPress doesn't want a Squarespace kind of editor. Um, but that's what's that's what WordPress are delivering. And they've said that they're determined to deliver this. This will be when they actually uh, come out with WordPress 5, which might be even be end of this year or early next year. It's really is an update. They're on like 4.9 point something now. And so when they do release that, this Gutenberg plugin will actually be the integral, the editor, the editor they use as the default. And it's interesting that, you know, of all of thousands of people that have used it so far, it's only got two and a half stars on the WordPress plugin store. So that's going to be really interesting to see if people start to get put off with WordPress and shift to these other platforms, uh, platforms even like Drupal or Joomla, you know, ones which, again, don't have that visual editor, just to return to that simple-natured way of editing websites. Uh, so that's interesting. That's actually going to be interesting. And I, I, when WordPress 5 comes out, I certainly will be giving it a crack and seeing if, you know, if it's any good anymore. Um, but uh, if it's not, you know, as always, we continue to deliver our custom websites. Which everyone seems very happy with, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks very much for that, Phil. I wanted to do a big shout out to our uh, 
A very special producer today, Tim. Thanks very much for helping us out today. Uh, you can catch up with Phil. Where can we find you on the internet? As usual, just Google Incredible Co. Check it out. Very good. We're at OzCastNetwork.com. Uh, you can find us on the Bra- You can find me on the Breaker app. Uh, check out the Breaker app. It's on uh, iPhones at the, mo- at the moment only. Uh, my uh, handle there is Podcast Fiend, so come and say hi there and check out some of the podcasts that I'm listening to. And creating. And creating. Yeah. What's that? What's that one you do normally? Oh, we won't, we won't go there. <laughs> we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll leave it right there, everybody. But uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Incredible Adventures in Marketing. Cheers. Cheers.